This is Connect Me, the official podcast of Marymount City Schools. Welcome back to a new school year and another season of the Connect Me podcast. I'm Alex Lang, and as always, I'm joined by Superintendent Stephen Eastep. We are very excited for the start of another school year and to continue sharing all of our stories with you. Yeah, you know, the first few weeks of school, always one of my favorite times of the year. You know, it's really a time to think about the possibilities of what can be accomplished in the year ahead. They're just, uh, they seem limitless and, you know, everyone's just really excited for another year of learning, imagining, creating, and building. And, you know, we wrapped up the podcast series last year by discussing all of the incredible accomplishments that our students and staff had achieved during the school year. But really, it seems like those accomplishments just continue to get bigger and more impressive every school year. Yeah, it really does. And that can only be attributed to the quality students and staff that we have here. Uh, The 2018-19 school year has has barely begun, and we already are seeing additions to our long list of accomplishments. Uh, Since our last podcast, we've had our Warriors Beyond Travel program. Uh, featured internationally at the Global Leadership Summit in Berlin, Germany. Uh, We initiated our new one-to-one technology program, and we started the Sources of Strength peer-to-peer program, which will be facilitated by student leaders at the high school and the junior high school. And we can't forget about the girls' lacrosse team, which won a state championship last spring, or the girls' swimming and diving program, which was just crowned national champions by the National Interscholastic Swimming Coaches Association. There really are some incredible things happening within the district. And if you look forward to the weeks ahead, there are also some events that are really exciting too. Yeah, there are so many uh, annual traditions within our district uh, that that really encompass and define what our school district is all about. Uh, And there's a few of them here at the beginning of the school year that are designed to, to really invoke school spirit and to get everyone in the community excited for the year to come. Joining us today to talk about some of these annual traditions is Tom Nurl, who serves as the athletics director for our high school and junior high athletes. So you have served at Marymount for many years. Uh, what are some of your favorite traditions in our district throughout the year? Growing up, game night was always a big thing to me, whether it be baseball or softball, and game day was always special. So every game day is pretty neat and uh, pretty special. And I like them all because it just brings a different atmosphere to every sport. But beyond those, our our meet the team nights are always special where we get all of our teams and coaches at one place and we serve hamburgers or hot dogs or pizza and the whole community can come out and see all of our athletes at one time on the field. Uh, We have our our homecoming week is always a big week for us and our powwow before we play Indian Hill. A lot of the send-offs that we have before our state championships are pretty special as well. We bring the Marymount police out and our athletes get an escort out of town and we'll we'll parade them around town for everything else. So there's a lot of things that we do that just add a little bit of specialness to many of our events. So you mentioned a couple of the big events that that happen every year in particular in the fall, the annual powwow bonfire and, and the homecoming uh, these events certainly bring the community together and, and send a lot of school spirit throughout the district. So let's start with the powwow. Uh, what is it? Uh, how did it start? And can you give us uh, some details about this year's event? Well, the best of my recollection is that the powwow started sometime during the 60s. It's at the Law Cabin in Terrace Park. And it is our annual celebration the night before our football game with Indian Hill. And so we gather, like I said, at the at the log cabin uh, about 8 o'clock. And this year it's on September 27th, and our band is there, and our cheerleaders are there. Our cheerleaders also have a bake sale at that event, and our football team marches in. And we have a number of Marymount cheers and chants and songs. 
a lot of our youth groups are there uh, celebrating with us. And of course, the night is capped with the old style bonfire where we, uh, we light the bonfire and then uh, we have the Terrace Park Fire Department on hand too in case anything gets out of hand. But just a great night for all things that are Marymont. Yeah, and it was certainly an event that my family loves to attend. It's uh, great to have a bonfire and certainly to, to get excited about facing uh, Indian Hill uh, in, in football. Uh, you also mentioned the, the big tradition, Homecoming. Uh, talk a little bit about that event. Homecoming is a week-long celebration here at Marymont. It starts off the Saturday before when the classes are permitted to start work on their floats. We are one of the few schools that still have the Homecoming floats. Uh, this year, the game actually happens to be the Indian Hill game as well. But throughout the week at school, we have a number of themed events where the kids will wear their pajamas at school one day or dress up as a superhero or wear their favorite sports jersey. And it caps off on that Friday with our uh, with our homecoming game, and we have our pep rally for that as well. But uh, the parade winds uh, it starts down at Marymont Elementary at 530, winds its way through the streets of Marymont, and gets to the campus about 6.30, right before kickoff. And, and really, both of these events, uh, they're a lot of fun for our students and their families, but we'd, we'd like our whole community be, to be involved. Is that right? It's a, commu- it's a community-wide event. We, uh, we bring in our distinguished alumni, and it's usually three or four people that we're going to honor for their contributions beyond uh, the campus of Marymont High School, and we honor them the day of the homecoming game. But throughout the parade route, the families will have parade parties and they'll be in their front yards waiting for the parade and the kids are waiting for the uh, candy to be thrown from the cars. We have queens, we have kings, we have princes, we have princesses, we have everything that you could want in the parade and a number of our school groups participate in the parade as well. So it is really a community-wide event that we're proud of. And finally, since uh, we've got you here, give us a little preview of what we can expect from our fall athletics teams this year. We're looking forward to a great fall season from our teams. Our boys golf team returns three golfers from a team that narrowly missed the district championships last year. So we're looking for them to have a great season and get on to districts. Our girls tennis team has one of the largest numbers of participants that we've had in the history of the program with almost 30 girls. And so we're looking for a great varsity season out of them as well. Our varsity football team returns eight starters from last year and has a great number of athletes on that team. So they are looking to improve on that 6-4 and four record from last year where they lost uh, uh, four games in the last quarter and three by less than a touchdown. So taking that step forward and improving their record this year is a big goal of theirs. Our boys and girls soccer team both have phenomenal seasons last year, and they're looking to take a step forward as well. Our girls soccer team lost in the district finals in an exciting overtime match, and they are looking to get back to that level and maybe a little bit further. Our boys soccer team lost the CHL title by half a game last year with a tie they had early in the season. They're hungry to get back to a CHL championship that they had had uh, three years previously. And our uh, volleyball team is much improved, and they are looking to record 10 wins in the season, which will be a high watermark for the past three or four years. So all in all, our athletes are excited, they're ready to go, and we're looking forward to a great fall season. Yeah, it sounds like we certainly have an exciting uh, season ahead of us and a lot of district traditions to look forward to as well. So we hope to see everyone at all of these events this fall. 
Continuing with our theme of fall traditions, we've asked Molly Smith to come and talk to us about the annual Marymount High School Distinguished Alumni Program that she chairs. So Molly, can you let us know a little bit about the history of this program and why it started? Um, Sure. The Marymount School Foundation Distinguished Alumni Program was started in 2013, and we partnered with the Marymount Alumni Association in order to do that. It was developed to celebrate the impact of the outstanding Marymount High School graduates around the world, and also to provide an opportunity for the scholars of today, who are the children in our, in our schools, to learn and to be inspired. And lastly, to honor the tradition of excellence of the Marymount schools that help shape these individuals to become the leaders of tomorrow. So I'm sure that we have countless alumni from Marymount who have done tremendous things in their careers. Um, so what's the process of choosing distinguished alumni each year? It's really hard, (laughs) uh, to be honest. So a candidate has to have graduated at least 10 years ago. They also need to have distinguished themselves in some aspect of their lives. Um, It could be career, civic, military, philanthropy, or even like post-high school athletics. And hopefully they've distinguished themselves in more than one of these areas. So the 2018 Distinguished Alumni will be honored September 28th with the day full of ceremonies. Can you walk us through that day and what the experience is like, not only for the alumni, but also for our current students? Absolutely. It's a very busy day. Um, We start with breakfast. A lot of these um, people we have not met face to face. So it's a great way for my committee and myself and some of the um, administrators at the schools to get to know um, these Distinguished Alumni. Um, We then travel to the high school, and the Distinguished Alumni then meet with the students in classrooms. The Distinguished Alumni will give a presentation and followed by a question and answer session. There's a lunch celebration where we invite family and friends, past Distinguished Alumni. Um, The journalists of the high school get to get with the Distinguished Alumni and um, interview them on video, and that way we have those interviews for our archives. Um, there's a plaque ceremony, a tour of the school, and uh, then they get they get to be announced at the homecoming pep rally. And then they do get to come back and ride in the homecoming parade and be announced on the field uh, before the homecoming football game. So it's a lot of fun for both the students and the distinguished alumni have all mentioned how much they have enjoyed each day. Awesome. So can you let us in on who the 2018 distinguished alumni class is and uh, why these individuals were chosen? Sure. Um, As I said, it's really hard uh, every year. Um, And this year we decided to honor uh, Jim Verdon, who was from the class of 1955, and Susan Davis-Ali, who was from um, 1982. Um, I don't know if you've all heard about the Verdon Bell Company, but it's based here in Cincinnati. And Jim is the CEO um, and president of the company. Um, the bell that opens the New York Stock Exchange was is a Verdon bell. Um, the foot piano at Smale Park, the World Peace Bell in uh, Newport, um, actually the Marymount clock in front of the inn and atop of the Parish Center. They're also Verdon clocks. Um, he also, Jim was the founder of the Pendleton Art Centers, which uh, really kind of revitalized the Over the Rhine Uh, area of Cincinnati. So he's done a ton of work in Cincinnati and beyond. And he um, actually, he's been honored by the state of Ohio for his work in honoring and hiring veterans, which we thought was very important too. 
Um, Susan Davis was a successful business executive in the test development industry. Um, she started her own e-platform leadership development and coaching company after that. It's called Lead Hership, meaning it's focusing a lot on women's leadership. Um, she's trying to work with retaining and advancing women technologists and she travels all over the country as a motivational speaker. She's written a book. Um, and she also is very philanthropic in her quote unquote spare time. Um, she is a lot of energy and I think she's going to be a lot of fun to have this year for the students. So why is this program important for not only the high school, but the entire Marymount City School District? And how can the community get involved with this annual tradition? I love that you asked that because <laughs> I would love to encourage people to get involved, to um, help us with nominating people um, for the next Distinguished Alumni classes. Uh, we just need the community to help identify all of these people because I have a committee of seven of us and we do not know all of the people that have graduated from Marymount and all the amazing things that they've done. Along with the excitement over the beginning of a new school year, we also want to catch everyone up to speed on our important issue that will be on the November 6th, 2018 ballot. Uh, this past spring, the Board of Education voted to place a combined 2.5 mil operating and 5.75 mil permanent improvement levy on the ballot. Uh, this will address day-to-day -day operating expenses as well as ongoing maintenance, renovation, and safety enhancement needs throughout the district. And if approved by voters, this issue will allow the district to avoid nearly $2 million in cuts to programs and staffing for the next few years. Yeah, that's correct. And it's, it's important to note that this operating request that's on the ballot this year will be the lowest operating ask in the history of the district. And it's because of the uh, fiscal responsibility of our, our schools over the last four years. Uh, when our last operating request passed in 2014, we promised then to make those funds last for three years, but we were able to stretch those to four, um, even while losing about a million dollars in state aid. So in order to make sure that every resident's voice is heard this November, all community members are encouraged to register to vote or update their voter registration information. We have voter registration cards at the Board of Education office along with all of our school's offices, um, and the deadline to register to vote or to change your address is October 9th. Yeah, everyone in the community uh, is important in helping us maintain the excellence of our school district. Uh, we certainly take pride in offering a great educational experience for our students uh, at a value that benefits the entire community, and uh, that makes this election in November all the more significant. So overall, I'd say we are in for a very exciting fall semester in the district. As always, you can check out the latest news and levy updates on our website, www.marymontschools.org. And you can keep up to date on the day-to-day -day action by following Marymont City Schools on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening to Connect Me, the official podcast of Marymont City Schools. Stay connected by visiting our website at marymontschools.org and following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.